Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. And today on Faith at Eight, we are in the idolatry study, and today we're talking about security, materialism, and wealth. Yeah, I think this is a great one because I think everyone um, in 2020 their security was tested as an idol for sure. Amen. Just chalk that up and be like, call it a day. How many people thought they were secure in their job and all of a sudden they didn't have one or were furloughed or secure in their marriage. I saw a lot of people struggle with relationships secure in all of these outside things. Um, So I think you're spot on like 2020 and even 2021 was the yeah. years of really seeing where do we put our security in? What do we depend on for security? And are we truly leaning in God? Yeah, 20, 2020, 2021. Some people are still feeling it. 20, 2022, like, I'm sorry, when my first, when I go grocery shop, and I'm a little bit like, okay, okay, Jesus, you provide, still able to buy groceries, put gas in my car today. $50 should not fill it like you used to. There, you know, it, it's, it's everything, everything. Um, so we'll, we'll add 2022 to that mix of 2020 and 2021. It seems <laughs> like there's just no end. In. Right. But it's very yeah. true is we literally have this amazing blessing, right? How is this happening for us to be able to reflect and say, you know what, the past two plus years, where have I been putting myself? Like, what have I been making as an idol in the areas mm-hmm. of security? thinking that, oh, if this gets taken away, then I'm empty or then I'm nothing or then, you know, and, and during these past couple of years, my prayers have been strongest in teach me how to fully surrender in these areas of my life. How do I surrender in those areas? And what I'm watching is things in which I made idols in the area of security have been taken away from me, but there has not been a time where I'm like, oh, now everything is ending and I'm going backwards. I go, well, this looks like a big old test from God to say, how much did you put into this versus mm-hmm. understanding where your faith is and to lean into me during this time? Yeah. And, and we feel like security provides us, you know, all this protection, but 2020, mm-hmm. we, my husband and I, we've made zero dollars um, <laughs> for a large portion of the month, but not a single day to go without. There was not a single day where we didn't have a roof over our heads. There wasn't a single day where we didn't have food that we didn't eat three meals by choice. Um, there wasn't a single day where we didn't have electricity in our home. There's not a single day where we went and we didn't have clothes. Like, and so, so we, I think specifically in America, like we don't even understand what true poverty looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at, you know, different uh, third world countries, my husband's from a third world country, um, travel out to third world countries and some of the things and stories he tells me. And I sit there and think about, I also grew up very, um, I don't say very poor, but we definitely didn't have a lot. We definitely came from a very, very modest home. And even the level of poverty that I experienced is nothing compared to the poverty that my husband has witnessed. Um, and so it's just so interesting because we, we think all these things are wrapped up in security, but how many people do we know that have quote unquote security, they have a great job and they have a house and the money and they're miserable. They're so miserable. They're so lost. They're constantly, how do I get more? How do I, you know, they're, they're 
so focused on the finances and, and money is not a bad thing. Security is not a bad thing, but, but what are you relying on? You know, through all of 2020, my husband, I remember getting laid off. My husband's is furloughed. I'm now getting laid off and my boss is crying, laying me off. I'm like, it's okay. God has me. God has me. And she goes, I cannot believe you were saying that. I'm like, God has me. She goes, you have zero dollars. I'm like, I'm going to get a service package. But I remember, you know, I, my husband's furloughed, I'm getting laid off and, and my boss is upset and crying. And I'm like, it's okay. God will provide for us. And she's like, how are you seeing them? I'm like, well, I'm getting a severance package and I know God will provide. And we haven't gone a day without, you know, without food and I'm dropping off my laptop and everything. And the, the manager I have to drop it off to, she's mad for me. And she's a Christian. And she's like, I just can't, it's just not fair. I'm like, who says what is fair? Who, who decides what is fair and what is unfair? Like we, we have this scale in our minds of, I do this, therefore I deserved this. And that's what's fair. And, and, and who's to say that? No, just, God gave me the most amazing blessing, blessings and our family, the most amazing blessings in 2020. Just amazing. 2020 was the year we decided that we were going to be a homeschool family and that we were called to disciple our children from home through homeschool. And I will, 2019, I had the urge that where they currently were at school was not the right fit. And I ignored it. I needed a like, good shaking, apparently. I'm, I'm a slow learner. Um, good thing knowledge is not my idol. Um, so, so, so I needed that shake. There's been so many, my husband's work situation has changed. Can I tell you, if prior to 2020, you said, hey, you and your husband and your children are going to live in, I think we live in roughly 12, 1300 square feet. Um, and you're all going to be there all day long every day all day like all day. no one no one is going to leave outside of like you know going to park and stuff like that but like you will school in your home you will work in your home you will be all the time I would have told you that sounds awful why would you wish such awful things to me and now I couldn't imagine not being with my family all day like I couldn't imagine not just being able to pour into each other and to worship together um, the amount of time that we're able to do that we weren't able to do prior. I couldn't imagine not starting my day, my homeschool day, because I start my day way before that happens, not us all surrounding the Bible and reading. Well, my husband's working at that point, but my, my children and I surrounding the Bible and really, re- I couldn't, that is where my security has come from. This season that we're in, I have, I do have so much security because I now have seen it firsthand that God will not leave me and he will not forsake me and things. I may not get what I want, but I will always have what I need because God will always be uh, a good provider and a faithful provider and make sure that we have the provisions we need from one day to the next. And I think it's interesting when you go through those seasons reflecting on God, whatever it is that you have for me, I'm ready to walk through it doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but understanding I'm going to walk through it, knowing that you're with me. And the only reason I can walk through this season is because of you. And no matter what blessings come, no matter what is provided, that is God, right? It is not, if I work more, if I do more, then I can achieve more or have this security. Oh, we're talking, we're talking about security and about how people in America don't know true poverty. You've seen true poverty. Would you think that's an accurate statement? Yeah. There you go. See, you think that's an accurate statement. Good. Here we go. In Uganda, yeah. Uh, so literally, there was a man 
Can you hear him? Okay. One million plus people that were starting to death. And they saw the American flag, and we were in a compound, and they literally were about to storm the compound just to take the food because they had nothing, absolutely nothing. The government was like taking everything from them control all the crops, control all the fields, control all the animals, all the livestock. Nothing. They had nothing. They had no clean water. Women carrying two, three babies. The 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 stench, the 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 smell. Staring up. Just because she can't see you. All that is burned in my nose hairs forever. The death of everyone dying because they have nothing. That was. And then, so here we are, we're on a peacekeeping mission to, to help the country, you know, to help the people. And, you know, and that's why I get such bad, bad taste in my mouth when people are like, military, American military is awful. All things they have no idea all the all the good things that they would do, you know, mm-hmm. life saving things that were there to, to help people. With that. I'm sorry. I feel like we need a faith aid episode just with Alex. I think we should so we'll make like that happen. Some of the things he's seen because I think people oh. don't know that. Right. Well, and we think security is, you know, oh, I my car's broken down. So we only have one car. We don't have two cars, right? Like we don't right. think or, or understand. Mm-hmm. I think you're even being very generous because we even have, Oh, well, my car's so old. True. Yep. I don't have a new car. guys. I drive a 2005 vehicle. There is no Bluetooth. Someone got in my car once and they're like, you don't have Bluetooth. I'm like I still have a CD player. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? There's a tape deck in my car. And they were like, what? why don't you just get a new car? Cause it works and there's no car payment. <laughs> but it's so interesting what we come mm-hmm. to, to say, well, I'm secure if I have these things, Yes. but when you truly go through a season where things are being taken away and you're looking at like, wait, well, can I live on this? Can I live on? Yes. God will always yeah. provide what you need. And I love how you said that before is um, you will always have what you need, not necessarily yes. what you want. Yes. And it's such a beautiful thing for you to learn, but then also to model to your family, you know, to model to my kids that is it necessary that we are, that, that we go out and have all of the things or whatever, or is it amazing to be able to teach them, Hey, this is what we have. And this is what we're able to do. This is what we need. And this is what we're able to do because we have extra. And this is what we're doing when we have extra, you know, it's amazing to be able to model and not have those expectations of we're only comfortable if everything is full to the brim a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And, and God, you know, there's many times in the Bible, it's, it is taught to store provisions. And so we have to be smart with that. And, you know, it's really funny when you, when you see, I don't want this to come out prideful because it's not meant that way because it is all God and it is not me. But when you see God teach you things and then you start seeing it model, you don't even realize you're modeling it and you see it in the after fact. You're like, oh my gosh, like, wow, there is a change there. I worked with a gentleman and he always would say, I hate when people say starving because you're not starving. You're not a, a, a child in Ethiopia. You're an American. You probably ate just a few hours ago. And are there children in America that are hungry and starving? Yes. My children aren't those. 
let's just, <laughs> but they're not my kids. And my children would be say all the time, I'm starving. I'm starving. I'm, oh my gosh, when's dinner? I'm starving. Well, you had snack at two dinners at five 30. You're not starving. You ate at two. Like you're not starving. And, um, I, there was just a moment where I couldn't take it anymore. And I was like, that is now a bad word in your house. You're not allowed to say it. You're not starving. If you have eaten in 24 hours, you are not starving. You're not. And we were, I think we were at church and someone came in for service and they said, oh my gosh, I'm starving. And my daughter goes, mommy, they said the S word and his version of an S word and our version of an S word is different. And they weren't, he went, no, I didn't. I didn't say that word. I'm like, no, no, starving is the S word in our house. We're not allowed to say it. And I explained it to him and he was like, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm hungry. I'm not starving. I ate dinner last night. Um, but we, we, we've talked about this so many times on this, you know, we overuse certain words and we underuse other words or we use them in the wrong context all the time. And, um, and we need to start being very conscious of our language because that is part of modeling things. We need to be very intentional in what we're teaching our children. I'm sure you have one. I have one. I, we have a homeschool budget. We have a certain amount of money we spend every year. We put money in the budget every month for homeschool. And I used to make all the decisions. And then recently I decided I'm not going to make all the decisions. So I sat down with our nine-year-old. <laughs> I don't think my six-year-old would get it yet. But our nine-year-old, and she said, I really want to do the entrepreneurship unit next. I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. I said, okay, this is how much mommy and daddy budget for homeschool every month. And as we take out that title, that total fluctuates. So this is what that budget currently is at. If you want to get the entrepreneurship unit, you can get it. I'm fine with us doing that unit next, even though we have purchased other units. However, you also love your land of storybooks box. When that that's going to that charge is going to hit April 5th. If you purchase that unit now, you will not have enough money to get your land of storybooks. So you'll have to we'll have to tell we'll have to cancel it because there's not and it's only gonna be like five or six dollars short but it's still going to be short and you can't, you can't get an NSF for a subscription box and explaining that to her and her saying, well, what if I wait and we do our other units first? Will we then have enough money in the budget for get our entrepreneurship unit? I said, yeah, once we do these two units, like let's look at it. And, and she was like, oh yeah. And it doesn't have to always be an either or sometimes it's just a really great lesson in patience and understanding that, hey, I can do, in this case, entrepreneurship and have my book subscription box. I just can't have them both maybe on the timeline that I want. And, um, and, and there's so much around, you know, our things and, and, you know, materialism is seen as just like awful things. Um, materialism is wrong when it is it is where you get your value and your esteem from, but having things is not bad. It, it, are you being a good steward of your, your wealth so that you can have possessions? Are you getting a good steward of the wealth that God's given you? And, and we need to be as just as a Christian culture, I'm not talking about everyone because the world's going to do what the world does, but mm-hmm. we as Christians, we have so many opportunities right now. Um, to understand that material goods and wealth are not inherently bad and it's not bad to have them. It is not bad to drive a really nice car. It is not bad to have a really nice house. It is not bad in those things, but are we teaching our children that we need to be patient in seasons to have those things that we need to still be good. You know, if it's funny when people say, Oh, I can't afford to tithe. 
if you can't afford to tithe, 10% is not your problem. Mm-hmm. It's probably what you're doing with the other 90%. So where are you? Are, are you finding a need for things? Or like I, I don't know about you. I like certain brands. Like I'm not going to go get my sneakers at Walmart because I don't like those sneakers. I like mm-hmm. a certain brand of sneakers, but, and there's nothing wrong with that. If I'm being wise and discerning and budgeting and understanding that, okay, I can't get those sneakers. If it means that I can't afford to feed my family, I can't get the sneakers. If it means I'm not paying my bills, I can't in our house and I can't get those sneakers. If I need to put on a credit card, we don't have credit cards in our house. I have to be able to, I have to save up the money and pay for it the right way. Um, and we have the opportunity to start teaching our kids that, but a lot of times we don't, we like exclude them. My children, our children doesn't know our entire financial situation. We don't sit down and make our monthly budget with them, but with the parts that truly impact them, I have started letting them kind of have a little peek at it. So specifically my nine-year-old, my six-year-old, not again, again, not yet for them to start understanding because I want them to understand that one, every penny that is in our checking out came from God. Like daddy worked really hard to get it, but it's because God blessed him with that opportunity. And we now need to be good stewards of every blessing that's in there. And if that means that we treat ourselves to something really nice, that is okay. Um, however, it cannot be at the the detriment of, oh, now we can't afford to tithe, or now we can't afford to do other things that God has called us to do. We have, you know, saying yes to one thing does sometimes mean saying no to other, or sometimes it just means saying, wait, pause, not right now. Well, and we live in a world where it's right away. And that goes back to making security an idol. So for like the example of getting the shoes is that waiting moment of waiting till it's in the budget to say, okay, now I'm getting the shoes versus the let me quick go out and grab them right now because I can. You're filling some kind of void. You're making that item an idol mm-hmm. by saying, I need that right now because that's what feels good. And, and I'm going to feel secure when I have that versus let me step back in time. It will happen, you know, and, and I'm going to budget. I'm going to be smart about this. Does it really make a difference if it takes a month before you get that purchase? And if you're saying, no, I need that right now, because if I don't have it right now, then I'm not going to look the part, be the part, whatever that is. You've got to reflect on, am I making this purchase an idol, this thing? Because that's where the problem is. The problem isn't the shoes. The problem is, what are you making mm-hmm. those shoes mean? Yeah. And, and what are you modeling to your children? Mm-hmm. Either end. Are you yep. modeling your children? Oh, it's not the budget. It's not the budget. It's not the budget. Or are you modeling your children? Hey, th- we're going to be good stewards of, our, of the money that God's blessed us with. This is what we're called to do. So we're going to be patient and we're going to serve God well. And in time, we will be able to have all the things. Like, if you're going deeply in debt to take your kid, your family on a, on a Disney vacation every year, Disney's not cheap. It is not what it costs when we went to Disney. Um, it is not cheap. Like if you're, if you can afford to do that, do that. Great. But if you're making it so that every, every ounce of energy goes into this Disney vacation and now you're on this vacation and you're angry because your kid's not acting right. because You spent all this money. Maybe we need to reflect. And I say that from experience as someone mm-hmm. who goes to Disney for free, every occasion, there's always at least, in this happiest place of earth, um, on the happiest place of earth, there's always one kid that's hysterically crying because they've the, the itchy taffeta dress on and it's 900 <laughs> degrees out because we live in Florida. And the mom's getting all upset because like, do you know how much money I spent on that? Well, then maybe you shouldn't have. If, you, if you're going to give your daughter a $60 dress and then you're going to get upset when she's not wearing it because it's hot, maybe we shouldn't be giving our kid that. Because now we're putting all this burden on our children 
to act a certain way because I spent this money on you, then maybe that's not money you should spend. Maybe you should explain, maybe it's an opportunity to explain to our kids. Um, sweetie, it's 900 degrees and we live in, in it's Florida. Like it's not going to be comfortable. And I think you make a good point about being mindful of how we use our words about money around children, because it is so powerful to teach the difference between being a good steward and saying, we don't have the money for that. And when we are conscious and, and use the language of, you know, how do we be a good steward of our money? This is what we do. This is our choice. You know, this is from God because of God. And so we're going to use our money wisely. That comes across much more, um, like powerful as a, as a Christian to walk through and say, no, 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 I'm being a good steward of the money that mm-hmm. I have from God to make these better decisions versus, well, it's just not in the budget. Well, okay. As a, a, a person, a child, is anybody else hearing that? That has a very different connotation. Like being a good steward has a connotation of me of like, okay, I'm doing it with purpose. There's a purpose mm-hmm. to where my money goes versus I can't do that because. Yeah, because we talked about my vehicle a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Me driving a 2005 vehicle does not make me a better Christian than someone else. I do not value cars, guys. Like I get in them and they take me from A to B. I do appreciate my husband's vehicle that has heated seats and air conditioned seats during certain seasons. But it, it's just, I'm just not a car person. Like I, mm-hmm. I remember the last time I went and bought a car, <laughs> the car dealer said, so what are you looking for? I'm like, I'd like a white vehicle that has cruise control. And they were like, okay, what else? I'm like, that's it. It's like the beginning and end. My new list would include Bluetooth. I have to say that is pretty cool when I'm in other people's cars. But but it doesn't make me a better Christian. It's just not where I what I value. If you are someone that you spend a lot of time in your vehicle or you really do like a nice vehicle, that it's something, there's nothing wrong. It doesn't make you a bad Christian because you have an mm-hmm. expensive vehicle. It, it <laughs> That's there's the vice versa right here. My husband has a nice expensive vehicle. I, I, I have a vehicle that works fine. Um, and, and on either end, we can get either very martyry and be like, well, look at me. I mm-hmm. do this and look at my, look at my pay for vehicle. Like, or we can get very, well, they have that and it makes them bad Christians. Or we get kind of like prosperity gospel kind of stuff. Like, oh, well I, because I, love God so much. He gave me this vehicle. Um, and we, we start wrapping all these meanings into material, into material goods. Um, and you know, you can have a, what's a large house, like a 5,000 square foot house. You could have a 5,000 square foot house and it be filled with so much joy and, um, the presence of the Lord and the Holy spirit inside that home. It can be of a loving home. It can, it can be used for the glory of God. And you go to a 5,000 square foot house that is filled with depression and anger and stress of how we're going to afford it. And, and you get to decide that you get to decide, you know, those choices and, and how you're going to serve the Lord. And, um, when, when we make it so the house isn't the idol anymore or the car or the shoes, or please fill this blank in with whatever it is that you love spending money on. And we, when we, when we take that off the throne and as our most important thing, and the thing where we are, Focusing on we re- that's when we truly receive the greatest treasure, which is Jesus Christ. That's when whatever that item is um, doesn't hold so much weight in our lives. It doesn't feel heavy when we pay for it. It doesn't yeah. feel um, 
like this burden that it doesn't make us angry when people don't respect it properly and things like that, because we understand that our riches are found in our relationship with Christ, not in using the title Christian, not in going to church, but actually in our relationship with Christ. When we know that it all came from him, that we have what we have because Jesus Christ died on the cross for us and that we we are going to go in heaven. There are no streets here in the United States of America or anywhere else in the world paved in gold. They are all in heaven. And, and when we get there, we will truly see what true abundance looks like and have that abundance here. It is, it is stewardship and we can find joy in the things that we're able to spend time doing, but not at the detriment of that. The thing is the thing that it's all about. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if that made sense. No, I think totally. And, you know, you really summed it up with our riches are in our relationship with Christ. Like literally we have to step back and say, you know, what am I making an idol? Like what are the things that are around me? Security, materialism, the things, um, and just take an honest look at it, right? Like that's what this idolatry study is about. This isn't about mm-hmm. pointing fingers and saying, oh, I'm a better Christian than that one because they do this. And th-. this is about take a look in the mirror and where can we do better? That's the entire focus of faith at eight is to come to the table as the flawed humans that we will forever be and say, you know what? I am flawed. Where can I do better? Because as you start to uncover those areas, you know, especially in this idolatry study of where I could do better, when I acknowledge that and I start to make changes and I sit with God and ask for, you know, reveal to me what I'm making an idol and how can I move through that? I have such peace. I get to wake up Mm -hmm. the next morning and say, that's no longer an idol for me. Or I feel differently about that now. And there is a security that comes when you release those idols and you go back to, oh, God was always supposed to be here in the first place. And I got it wrong by putting something else in that place. And I'm loving this space much because there are so many Christians that will say things like, but I still feel so. And I think it's because we always have the expectation. Like one of the 10 commandments is to have no God other than God and to not worship anything else. And there's all these other things that we are worshiping. Yes. That's a paraphrase of the 10 commandments. Please don't comment and let me know. Um, you know, but the, and so we just being Bible readers are like, well, I don't have a golden calf and a Buddha. I'm good. And so now it's starting to, I think, reveal to a lot of people that may feel, I know for me, that may have areas where they've always felt like they were struggling and broken. And it's like, oh, this is why, because this was an idol in my life. And I didn't even know it. Yes. I didn't even know it. I thought I was being a good steward. I thought I was doing the right thing. And I thought, you know, I was just being the best mom that I could be, or I was just working really hard to provide for my family. Um, and, and we didn't even realize that we were making it an idol and that we were putting it above everything else. And so I think this is a really good season. Um, this is a great, I have to say, I've already decided, like I will go through this study on a regular basis because we need to constantly be reminding ourselves um, because just as fast as we can reveal, remember it's be revealed to us. It's an idol. We can sometimes forget as well. Um, and, and start really seeing what an idol looks like, because I think we as a Christian culture have, for, have, have, uh, lost sight or maybe never had the sight to realize all these other things we're bringing into our lives as idols, because we only thought it was just one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like, you're like, uh, well, I don't worship another God. Therefore I'm good. Well, mm-hmm. your, your God may actually be your bank account and your, or your God may actually be, um, the security of your profession. Yeah. I love that. 
such a great talk again today, right? Like we just said the last yeah. one. Such a good yeah. one. All the good. All the good. Good. Okay. I will pray us out. Um, Father God, thank you so much, Father God. You are so, um, you are just such a good provider, Father God. You are so such a faithful provider. And we have everything we need um, in you and from you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Father, forgive us that sometimes we think that we can um, will something or do something or we need to do something to be able to create a wealth or we think that some a status is going to give us what we need, Lord. And please reveal to us what those things are and forgive us. Forgive us for putting other things above you or or other things in place of your rightful um, your rightful role as our, our father and creator and the maker of all things, Lord, the provider of all things, Lord. Um, as we walk out today, Lord, let us... Um, find peace in your presence. Let us look at everything that we do have and see it as a blessing from you, Lord, not as something we got or something that we willed, but something that you provided to us, Lord, anything that is a way of fully surrendering our lives to you, Lord. And let us just walk out in gratitude for all that you have given us. We're so great to you, all that you're doing in our lives. I'm so grateful for all that you're doing in the study. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Make sure you like, subscribe, leave a review. We'd love to see what you think. And thank you so much for being on this journey with us to make heaven proud. See you later, friends. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.